Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome along to the flagship show here at Five Yard Rush. I'm Dan and as ever we're joined by the big man himself, Murph. How are you, Murph? All good, my man. My voice still hasn't quite returned from the other week, which is quite irritating. I thought by now it would be back to full form but it's not so i'm still a bit croaky but i feel absolutely fine um right. it's just been a busy few days it was all that singing you done along to uh eminem and that though that's funny it was <laughs> the the yeah mate I, I, I mean i just had a cold and it's like it's fine but it's completely strained my throat but everything about me is fine now like it's, yeah. it's just what it is so um i'm just enjoying the new angle i'm seeing myself in. well we can see your bookshelf now in in full splendor full still not enough room in it but. no and i need to sort that out um some good books in there as well um there's the there's the uh five yard fantasy football playbooks just of course there is. uh in reach um and and all sorts i think i've got one yeah i've got i've got last year's one just here, actually. Uh, I was using it to review some of the topics for today, and I kept it nearby. Um, but yeah, no, all, all good. How, how about yourself? What's uh, what's been going on in your world? I'm okay, mate. I'm okay. I had uh, I had a Christmas day yesterday. We missed out on seeing a few family that were real over Christmas, so um, we all got together yesterday with all the kids and and had a really bizarre Christmas day at the end of February. So we had to get 21 people together. So it was hard to find a date, but it was surreal. But it was good to see people we haven't seen for a long time. Some some sort of Father family, if you will. So <laughs> that's hilarious. So you literally a little like, bit weird. Yeah. Did you do presents and everything, or did you just act that off? Yeah, no, kids have presents and we all buy each other like the adults get a present for one other adult via a secret Santa type thing. So we had them sat there because it was all planned for between Christmas and New Year. Uh, and it nah. didn't happen. So <laughs> it was really surreal. They didn't get the tree out though, which really was off putting. I thought they should have made an effort and put a tree out, but uh <clears throat> it weren't to be. But the oh, kids had a great time, that's what it's about. 
Yeah, mate, that is exactly what it's about. It's all about the kids, as long as they're having a good one. And, um, you know, for me, I I famously said, I don't know if I've said it on this show, I probably have once upon (laughs) a time, that uh, I always felt that Christmas should be like the Olympics and done every four years uh, and done properly. But, you know, with the pandemic and everything, I'll probably have a slight change of heart on that now. Um, I do think it's... um, yeah, it's, it's a strange one because there's some people that obviously haven't done Christmas properly for for a few years, and um, mm. yeah, I think if there's, it would be nice to do like instead. See, here's <laughs> my thing with Christmas: is Christmas gets built up into this big thing that rarely ever meets the expectation, right? Yeah. I think for most people, yeah. I think when the you is bigger all, than the event, yeah, right, exactly that. And I think you know, I think whoever's if like an Arsenal more, game, well. Yeah, only we win more. We win more than we have done last Fair year, enough. so probably not quite as much. But like, um, it, I think if you do it like a little bit more. See, this is where I think the Americans have this spot on with this with Thanksgiving, because mm-hmm. you have Thanksgiving, and that's such a big thing that like Christmas is almost like everyone enjoys Christmas in the states because it's like you've just done Thanksgiving, like literally the month before. Yeah, and so. It's, there is it's a pressure big, on it, is it? It's a laid back. No, 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 it's not the pressure yeah, on it yeah. being the big thing. And because you've got two that. events quite close, yeah. One you do with one set of in laws, one you do with the other. No one feels like they're missing out. No tug of war. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then if we did that something like that here, where we we had like a Thanksgiving or whatever, right? And we did a similar sort of thing. We could have Boxing Day to do ourselves, like literally, yeah, like yeah, yeah. going to football on a Boxing Day would not be the aggro of like what. You're going to skip Boxing Day to go and watch your football. It would just be like acceptable. So yeah. I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out here. Let's let's fix, let's fix this Christmas. once and for all. Let's fix, yeah, let's Christmas. fix Christmas. Let's fix Christmas. This is what the show is about. It's about solving <laughs> problems that people didn't know they had. Fantasy football lineups and and Christmas. And I think if we just do, we don't call it Thanksgiving. You know, we don't want to steal okay. off the Americans. We'll maybe, have a DMF segment soon. You know yeah, maybe I don't know what we call it. We call it like. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Instead of Thanksgiving, I don't know. We say, uh, well, yeah, we can celebrate and a prize. A let's call it a prize giving. Let's give it. A, let's call it a prize giving, and you give awards to your family or something for like who 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 came up with the funniest joke, who wore the worst jumper. I don't know something really stupid like that. And I, I, I'd be all in for that. I think that'd be hilarious. But we all sit down, we all eat loads, we all drink loads, and everyone has a good time. It, right? We'll get absolutely pissed up. It'd be great. And, and, and that's Sunday what... in my house. <laughs> Yeah, it's not in mine, so I'd be up for it. But anyway, uh, enough about that. We've got quite Indeed. a bit of news uh, that dropped today and uh, a bit of news through the week for, for players. We'll touch that and then we're going to review our hits and misses for 2021 from a fantasy football perspective and yeah. learn from these. Um, what went right, what went wrong and, and, yep. and go from there. So kick us off. Yeah. Well, big announcement today was obviously uh, international series, London Games... Munich game and a Mexico game announced. So we have got uh, the Saints, the Jags, and the Packers eventually fulfilling the 32 and, and coming to the UK this summer. That was exciting for what every cheese had out there, but most NFL fans in general as well, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I mean, the, the Packers is the headline one uh, for so many reasons, but you know, I do think it's a shame that it's taken a mandate for them to come over as opposed yeah. to, I understand it because. The eight games, it's like a religion, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, I'm glad that they're coming over now. I think there's a lot of Packers fans who will be literally doing cartwheels as a result of uh, today. I mean, 
they are going to get to watch Jordan Love um, play. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there is every cloud and all that. But, Jordan um, Love, Taysom Hill and uh, Trevor and, Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence. Race. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, the thing is, mm. I think we'll see what happens with, with the Packers. I still think they'll be a good team regardless. Um, the Saints, I mean, like, the Saints are going to be bad this year. And then this isn't me just as a Buccaneers fan. They just... They're going to be bad. I think it's, it it's be, accepted. Yeah. They're going to be bad this year. Um, I don't know where they are. I don't even know what the over over under win total will be for them right now. But if it's anywhere, if it's anywhere north of five, I think it's mad. Yeah, I have um, six in mind, but yeah, yeah. I I just can't see just them. because the division is so poor anyway. And and that could be that could swing in their favour. But I'd, I'd be surprised if they won six games. So mm-hmm. I, I look at them and think that's. You know, for once, it might be that the Jaguars are not the worst team coming over. <laughs> Which is well, good for them. Depends they play. They might play the Giants, in which case they'll be the third worst team as well that comes over. I can't Sorry, believe Jack. You... I know Jack is listening. I was say, <laughs> you've thrown that out there, Jack, because you're watching. I love that. Just Sorry, Jack. Little... Over, uh, over, over and under his six well. wins. So Who's about right? Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'll take the under on that. I'll smash it right now. Um, Fair. But yeah, look, I, I think it's it's exciting for listen. We're not going to know when these games are played. Um, we're not going to know when they're played. Jack's back in the under, so yeah, good lad. Um, I, I don't know when when they're going to be. They're going to be announced in May, I think. Um, so yep. we don't know when these are going to be taken, and we don't know um, opponents. We don't know all the opponents. Although yet. we have heard they're going to be AFC NFC games. Yeah, which is good. Um, although I, I do like a divisional game, uh, I yeah. do think it adds a bit of spice. So, um, you know, there's some talk that it could be the Dolphins uh, for one of these games, um, and there's talk that it could be uh, the Jets for another one. So, uh, we'll we'll wait and see. Obviously, how that how that goes. Um, but yeah, I, look, I think to me. You know, with the London games, they are what they are. I mean, it's amazing. People get really heightened at this point of the year. They get really excited. Then the games happen, and then people get really... It's like Christmas. <laughs> Everyone be, yeah. It's exactly... The international games exactly is exactly like Christmas. It is. People a, get so worked up about it. They can't wait for them, and then they happen, and then people get really annoyed about the game choices. I'm Stay just saying to everyone this year... Yeah, exactly. This is this is why this is a world-class production. <laughs> you know, we, we set... That was a long loop. Like, we laid that out. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we went long, but at the end of the day, it is a case of people have to expect the fact that these teams might not be that good this year. Um, I, just if you set that expectation level now, that you've got three teams that potentially could not make the playoffs, and they might play another three teams who might not play, who might not make the playoffs, you're not going to be disappointed because. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. The games will therefore be competitive because they'll be similar. Sort it's, of, uh, it's exactly what, what we had this year. We had four teams, none of which made the playoffs. And you know what? They were still set out in absolute seconds. 
Because the quality of the game doesn't matter here at the minute. It's no, 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 exactly. <laughs> that. But but the games, the games are close. Like there were still there were still yeah. good games. Like that's what mattered. Is if, yeah, if, okay. Everyone looked at them and, and sort of laughed, but they were they were really competitive, close games. And that, that for me is more what I would want. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can remember the last time the Saints were came over. I think they played the Dolphins. And that might be one of the worst games I have ever seen. And there's me saying you shouldn't criticize games, but that was poor. I think it was 20 to nothing. It was 20 to nothing at the half. It finished 20 to nothing. And there was a flag every <laughs> second play. It was it was ridiculous, like how many flags were flown in that wow. game. Um, I think I think uh I might be right in thinking that it was Cutler under center for the Dolphins. I wow. mean, it was either way, it was it was a bad game. Um but regardless, like just get in your head now that these might not be classics and just enjoy the fact that they can be competitive. As long as they're yeah. competitive, that's kind of all I ask for. We do look like in Germany we're going to have an absolute mega show, um, not just because it's the Buccaneers, which, of course, is exciting, and we have to sit there and think about how we can convince our wives to let's go. Oh, we're working on that already, don't worry. Yeah, we're working on that <laughs> in Germany. But the fact is it, it does look very likely that will be um, Bucks Chiefs. So a rematch of what? Super Bowl Fifty Five, which and, and that's not confirmed, but that's what it's, looks like. Well, if it's AFC NFC as it's believed, we've only got the Bengals, the Chiefs, or the Ravens, and all three of them would be a fair contest, to be honest. Yeah. So you're looking at them and think they would be. Uh, it's I, I, I just think because the rumors came out so early, it was it was the Chiefs and the Bucks, yep. and and the Bucks parts come true. It kind of all looks like it's going to align up to to that. I'd be surprised if that's not the case. Either way, as you say, if it's AFC, NFC, it's going to be a good game because you're going to yeah. get, you know, a, an outstanding quarterback on the AFC side and you're going to get playing Gabbert on the Bucks side, which, you know... Oh, so it's, following our theme of international well, listen, leading quarterbacks. <laughs> let's, let's not forget, Blaine Gabbert was a first-round pick. He was drafted ninth overall. Um, so, you know, he's got pedigree. It just takes him 13 years to get fired up to be great. Um, like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, did I say that? Oh... <laughs> Oh. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I used that joke earlier. That's why it came so close to mind. Um, but yeah, I'd look, and then we've got the Cardinals. They're playing in Mexico. Um, yeah. The news came out today of Kyler Murray's agent in what is definitely the worst press release I've ever seen. Um, n- not from his choice of font. Yeah. But they've used like eight or nine point font in all caps. It, it screams of little man syndrome. That's all I can say. Yep. It's awful. It just does I can't read it. I, I haven't read it. I can't read it. It just, it, there's something, it just hurts my eyes. I look at that and I'm offended. I'm offended by the font and the font choice. It's awful. Um, so, it's like a six-year-old um, sat and typed it out. <clears throat> exactly that. Like, I can't take that seriously. I just can't. Apparently it's like, kind of happy to stay as long as there's investment in the team. He's glad that it's turned around and it's, all this malarkey. Let's all speak. He wants a new contract and he wants to get paid. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my, my response to Kyler Murray is the same to every other quarterback who who wants to get paid early in their rookie contract. Uh, go win some playoff games. <laughs> win some yeah. playoff games. And do you know what? Do it this season. If you if you take your team to the divisional round or the AFC or the NFC Championship game, then fair enough. Baker Mayfield wanted to get paid, and guess what? I mean, he did actually win a playoff game, so perhaps a bit yeah. But he's regressed this year. You know, I think for me, he's not at the front of the queue of the people I think need to get paid. But, you know, maybe this year, he, and I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback at all, far from it. I just think, oh. you know, you're piping up a little bit, a little bit too soon. 
This, this, you put it on the field. You know, you missed some you missed some games last year, and you know you didn't help your team at the end of the season when it mattered. And that could be injury related, whatever. But you've got to put it on the field. Um, but change your agent just for the font. Like that's a fireable offense. Really. Like <laughs> if you've not seen it, go go look at my go look at my Twitter handle. I posted on it. It is absolutely horrific. It's such um, yeah, embarrassing. I mean, it's work like it's unreadable. So the content is null and void, really. Um, but yeah, good old uh, good old Kyle Murray and the Cardinals. They'll be they'll be in Mexico this year. Uh, I it'd be interesting to see because I don't think there's been a game there for a couple of years now because there wasn't one this season in Mexico. No, and there obviously wasn't one during the pandemic. And then mm-hmm. I know the one before there were some issues. Not many, but I think there's some issues with the pitch or something or the turf. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Be interesting to see what they do around that now to to make sure that that's all ready to to go ahead. So, um, yeah, four, five games to look forward to internationally. That's going to grow in in the coming years, especially with all these new markets and everything. So, um, yeah, uh, tickets get get them ready and uh, yeah, uh, let's just have a great time at the games and and you know it's an opportunity to meet people and watch football. What more do you want? That is all you need. Um, you're going to have to backtrack a little bit in the next one because uh, yeah, in, in our little show lead-up, you've put Rogers not leaving yet. So after making all the Rogers jokes and Jordan Love coming to the UK, let's see your backpedal a little bit. Well, no, I'm not going to... Well, Jordan Love will yet. be coming to the UK. It's just in what format, I guess. Well, listen, I, I, mean, I mean, the secret, I, I've always believed that, that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was going to go. Everyone was expecting. It's, it's quite funny because um, <laughs> a, friend, a friend of mine... Uh, Smitty, who does uh, the the fantasy football show, he's big mm-hmm. on Instagram, etc. Um, and I had him on the show here a couple of years ago. And he'll be on this off season. He's a hilarious guy. He did he did a ten hour live stream prior oh. to the Mac, the Pat McAfee announcement? And I, I joined it and I said, "Do you and like I?" Because I saw Aaron Rodgers' statement right from the night before. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to his Instagram. He's telling people he loves him. I just thought he'd had a few too many drinks. Yeah, I genuinely believe. Like, I'm not even like joking right now. I genuinely believed it had a beer, and it just got a bit of emotion on. Who who hasn't got a bit of emotion on social media? Like, I just think yeah. it got a bit of emotion. And everyone was like, "Oh, well, this is it. He's retiring, or he's off." And I was like, "He's not going to do it now. He's mm-hmm. not going to do it now. Like, no. He he like he's been off social media for X amount of days. He was not going to go and do it right then." You know, oh. he, was, he got all emotional. He just had a beer. And I, and I said yep. to Smitty, and he was like, nah, he's definitely he's definitely off. I was like, he's not. He might definitely be off at some point, but it's not going to be today on Pat McAfee. Don't worry about that. It is going to be a nonsensible press interview. And it's exactly what it was. He talked about it being on a cleanse. I don't know. Maybe that made him get all emotional. Who knows? I don't know. I've never been on a cleanse, as you can probably tell. So, um, <laughs> you know whatever works for you but uh, yeah so he's backtracked I, so he's not left yet i just don't think do you think he'll stick with the packers now because they're 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 restructuring a lot of contracts in there at the minute whether it's for adams whether it's for rogers whether it's for both they're, they're working something away behind the scenes aren't they i just can't see him staying the the reason i can't see him staying is and it, it, this isn't a personal this is just an opinion right hmm. I just think that the Packers, the Packers went all in, right? These last couple of years, 
but they've always taken a quarterback for the future, right? Yeah. And they knew that Jordan Love wasn't going to play year one, and they knew that Jordan Love wasn't going to play year two. They knew that the same way that yeah. they knew Brett Favre wasn't going to play year one and Brett Favre wasn't going to play year two. Now they're restructuring contracts and they're freeing up some money. I think it might be to keep Adams. Um, that's all I can really think about. Or they're thinking about some necessary upgrades in, in free agency. Either way, they're going into next year with Jordan Love, not thinking, oh, well, Jordan Love is going to be a six-win quarterback. They think that if they put enough pieces around him, they'll compete. Yeah. Because he's been in the system now. And he's keeping Adams will be key to that. Keeping Adams and and keeping pieces and upgrading in areas that they need to, especially special teams, um, yeah. some more talent uh, on that O-line. I think they're going to need to invest in some, in some free agency pickups. And I think that's where it's all going to come from. And I don't think anything has got to do with with Aaron Rodgers. I, I think it's either an under-the-table agreement that's been reached, um, well in advance of this, maybe even as far back yeah. as last season. I, I just think if Aaron Rodgers was to stay in, in Green Bay, he would just say, I'm staying in Green Bay. Like, that's last a bit season, for Aaron Rodgers, I But, I mean, look, he dragged it out because he wanted to go last year. It wasn't the yeah. case he dragged it out because he just dragged it out. He dragged it out because he wanted to go. Yeah. And when you've got someone who's on the brink and they've made that decision of they want to go, it's very difficult to change them into a mindset. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Of well, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to stay here for the next few years yeah. because they haven't offered him any more money, and maybe that might be what changes it. But even then, I don't think so. But what has changed for Aaron Rodgers in the last 12 months? So they didn't go out there and get is. him a load, yeah. well, they didn't go out, they, they went what they got him, they got him Randall Cobb, yeah, they got him Randall Cobb who, who t- turned we didn't, out to be we didn't throw to anyway, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, like, all right, they spent a few million on Randall Cobb and yeah. a trade asset, great brilliant um didn't really draft to help him all that much um didn't win any playoff games this year no. um he, the situation for for him is no different this year other than the Devontae adams situation than it was last year so it's exactly yeah. the same there's, there's nothing here that's suggesting to me that he's going to stay um the only reason he the only way he stays and plays next year is if the packers say you're not going anywhere and he doesn't retire yeah, and he's there under duress, um, and that could happen, uh, that, and that might be the scenario that he stays. But I don't think he's going to be as happy next year if that's the case as he was this year. So I, I just can't see it. I just the Jordan Love thing. When you look at it 
in the history of what the Packers have done makes sense. It seemed ludicrous on the night. Yeah. But they don't forget they traded up to get him. It wasn't like they just they just picked him and went, oh well, that's it. That's who we're gonna take, and we're gonna just take a punt. They traded up. There is something about Jordan Love that this organization loves. Absolutely loves the coach, the GM, everyone loves. Because they're all the same people. All the same yeah, people are still change. there. Yeah. Except the offensive coordinator is different. And I think that might be another reason for, for, for Rogers to go. It's Nathaniel Hackett is now in Denver. I don't know yeah. if that means enough for him to go, but whatever happens, I, I just don't see us I don't see a world in which Aaron Aaron Rodgers is a is a Green Bay Packer next year unless he's there under duress. Um and by duress I mean he's not allowed to go. And he's decided that he'd rather play than retire. And I don't think that's a good recipe for anyone. It's not good for Jordan Love. It's not good no. for the Packers. It's not no. good for Aaron Rodgers. No one cut, wins. Cut your losses. Cut your losses. Walk away. Get what you can and be done with it, right? Well, I, listen, if you think about what they can get this year. Now, mm-hmm. first of all, they're still in a, a pretty poor like pretty poor division. If Jordan Love is anywhere near where they think he is, they should still win the division. Yep. So you can end up getting a boatload of picks for Aaron Rodgers now while he's the MVP because he will tail off in the next two years, uh, maybe three. He hasn't got long left. We're not talking about a QB who's, who's 28, you know, and I know the Brady thing, 44, all that, I get it. It's a one-off, yeah. But, I, yeah, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is – I think Aaron Rodgers can <clears> play to a level till he's 42. Absolutely. So that's, what, three, four years? He hasn't got long. Um, so I think you, you cash the chips in now, you get a load of picks, you build a team to build around Jordan Love. You can be contending for the Super Bowl in 12 months' time. You know, yeah. I think you still have a good season. I think you can still make the postseason this season. And then you I can tag Adams to give him a proper wide receiver one and well, help. You you've still got pay him. You've still yeah. got Jones under contract this year as well as Dylan coming through. So you've got two backs to help him. You can use the money freed up to, to secure the lineup. Exactly um, that. You, and you the draft picks, to... you can then pick up those wide receivers that will develop in a year's time as well once I... you do free Adams. And, and I've said this time and time again on this show, right? You you have to play the quarterback at some point because a quarterback sitting for three years doesn't help anyone. No, you can't learn no. nothing for year four. No. You know, two years is bad. I think two years is too long to sit anyway, but whatever. It, it has worked in the past and it can happen. I think you sit three years and, you know, quarterback is a, is a position you have to play. Yeah. Um, he's, he's just not got any games. So we'll see what happens. I, I really hope that it works out for everybody. I hope that Aaron Rodgers goes to a team that he can just be Aaron Rodgers without all this mess and, and stuff. Um, and we get the Aaron Rodgers MVP experience. I hope with the Packers, we get a young player who's exciting to watch and is going to be as, as build and described. And, we just watch the whole thing move on. I think that will be, it'll be healthy. And I think it's a good time to do it in the NFC because all these teams are under transition. I just think it's a really good time to to do it. So I, I would do it. I wouldn't think twice about doing it. I think it's going to happen. And I think, you know, it will see what happens, but I think it's a good move for, for all parties. And I think they can get, they can get a good, a good price back and, yeah. and use that now to, to really go all in in the next sort of two years and, and really sort of build a good roster after, after 2022, 2023, 2024, they could be really, really in contention to, to win things. If, if, if love is who they hope he is. 
if, if yeah, if Jordan Love can play to a good standard. Yeah. Um, I don't even think he needs to be an Aaron Rodgers standard. And, and people say, well, that's crazy because Aaron Rodgers can't win in uh, Super Bowls with that roster. But with the picks and the reinvestment, and uh, free agencies and these contracts yeah. freed up, I think you know you can really get some quality players in this good free agency class. Uh, I think you can do quite well, build that O-line and, and really sort of push. So Fine. we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I, I still think he goes. So talking to QBs that might be on the move, it looks like another a team at Indianapolis are going to move on from Carson Wentz, mainly contractual, I guess, and, and the cost of it to, to retain him. Well, I just, yeah, I, I think it's madness. I, I just think, listen, was Carson Wentz the real reason why they didn't make the playoffs last year? I don't think it was. I don't, I don't no. think, I, just, I don't think he was outstanding. I don't think he was incredible. I don't no. think he was bad. Okay, um, yeah. You've traded a first and a second round pick for him. For a year. And you're going to dump him for a year in which you didn't make the playoffs. I don't know. I just think, is is Carson with, like, And then also, who do you replace him with? Because you got no first this year. No. So, unless you're signing, I don't know, you sign Mitchell Trubisky, maybe. If he and doesn't go to the Giants. Therese Winston. Is Jameis Winston but better? Are than... they better than Carson Wentz? That's what I'm saying. That's None of those names I mean. are better than Carson Wentz. Uh, yeah, I just uh... on their day they're all comparable and on a par. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if he trades, I don't know who he trades to. I don't know what his compensation is going to look like. It's an interesting one. I, I, there's a good player in there. There's a really good player. You know, a couple of years ago, he, he was he was a he was a front runner for the MVP he before was. he got injured. It's been some poor decision making. I can't help but think part of it is coaching and and the mental aspect of it. Because the talent is there. The talent's there. We've seen the talent. We know the talent's there. He hasn't it, been right, though, has he, since he came back from the injury with the Eagles and Foles had that run. Right, and, then he fell out, and he fell out with, with Pedersen. And, then he, and this is going to be this going back to Frank Reich, and it might have all settled yeah, again. But it just hasn't clicked, has it? It hasn't clicked. And, and do you know what? Sometimes it, it doesn't click. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't take him in Tampa. I yeah, basically. Forget the money, forget the rules, forget everything else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I would. I'd look at I look at what's available right now, and I think he's a player who who could do well with with what's there. And I think with an offensive Mm -hmm. coach like Bruce Arians, I think Bruce would do his confidence the world of good. I think Mm -hmm. you'd just say to him, "Look, you're going to make mistakes. Whatever, don't worry about it. Like you make mistakes, just don't make the same mistakes again. Learn from them and be better." You know, he lets. He, he, he bakes in risk. He bakes into the quarterback. Look, on this throw, yeah. you're probably going to throw a pick. That's fine. Yeah. We're going to take the shot because if you get it and that's right, why Winston didn't it. work out because he didn't learn from the mistakes. He made exactly the same that. mistakes. And if yeah, he'd have he, learned from them, he would have been a good quarterback for the box, without a doubt, because he had James, the ability. James Winston was three games away from retaining his job. That's what people yeah. don't remember is those last three games of the season, he played himself out of a job because he was that bad. And I think, Carson Wentz is a guy who could do it. I don't think it will happen, but I think Carson Wentz, with the right scenario, would really work out. And I think you can get him back. I look at certain teams and think if he got a move to, I'm looking at where the starting quarterback jobs are. I I think if Rodgers didn't go to Denver, I think Denver wouldn't be a bad place for him. Um Yes, okay, it's a new quarterback, it's a new coach and new scheme, but the players, the talent, I, I think it could suit him. Uh, Tampa would make sense. I think um, 
Carolina would make sense. Yeah, I think there's a few places where I think he could go and it would make sense. But we'll see what happens. But it looks like Hmm. he's going to be traded. I don't know what you pay for, especially announcing that you're willing to trade him. What's he now? Fourth round pick? Yeah. Probably. It's not like the the Colts can even use him in a make-way for a Russell Wilson type trade because without the first this year anyway, they've got nothing to backload that with necessarily. So, well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think Russell Wilson goes anywhere. I mean, I know, talk, I'm just talking, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what the plans would be if, like, I don't get the end game. Would they just go with Teddy Bridgewater and just hope for the best? I mean, I don't, I don't really get it. Like, they've got a team that can compete. I don't think. I don't think having someone like James Winston with the lack of weapons that they have makes a, a whole ton of sense. Um, I think they need... A, I mean, the only reason you'd move on is you think, okay, I think Teddy Bridgewater maybe does only make sense because he's an accurate passer. And maybe Jimmy Garoppolo thinking, would make sense. And maybe that could be the other one. Maybe Jimmy that Garoppolo. That steady head, sense. that sore hand, yeah. perfect handoff, but can make a throw when, when needed to. I think that would fit quite nicely. It could do, but... Again, is he is he better than Carson Wentz? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, but and also the Colts aren't going to want uh, the Niners. Sorry, aren't going to want Wentz back in part of a trade. Uh, no, so they're going to have to offload him elsewhere and use what they can earn to try and get Jimmy back. I guess that way. So yeah, I mean it, it's a, a bit mess. of a mess. Then there's a mess. Yeah, it's a mess. We're going to see what happens in the next. And you know, free agency is just uh, fourteen days away, so we're not we're not far to yeah. go now. Um, combine next week, and then and then it we've is. got and then we've got the free agency period, and we'll start to see these these leaves shake out as to where we go. Maybe we'll do another show, and we'll, we'll start making some predictions on the eve of free agency, and see where some of these players are, are going to go. Because I think that would be a, a good show to do. So, Fine. yeah, one player that's not going anywhere and has called it a day from our Buccaneers, Ali Marpet. What a story! Probably quite a not a household name, I guess, especially maybe in the UK and to non-Bucks fans, but. This is a guy that come out of a third division college. Yeah, um, Hobart College. Yep. Loved the uh, game. Worked his way up. Seven years all with the Bucks, didn't he? So, uh, Ali Marpet to this day is still the the highest ever drafted Division three school player. Uh, he was taken in the second round uh, by the Buccaneers. And it, incredible career. Um, you know, he, he gets voted in this year as um, uh, to the Pro Bowl. He's yep, been at an exceptionally high level. Got a significant contract extension a few years ago that set him up for life. And yeah, he's had some injuries. I I don't understand or know the full reasons. I'm guessing he's done something very similar to Coot Keekley, where it's like, I'm going to quit now while the body is in good hey, shape. He won a and, Super Bowl. He got his uh, Pro Bowl shout. I think he's, yeah, he's 28 years old. There's other things in life. He's got nothing else. I mean, I mean, it depends. See, for me, that, that says to me he's not someone motivated by the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he's a Hall of Fame caliber player, or that, but, you know, at this age, with what he's done, he could be. You know, yeah. he, he's on the precipice of doing some, uh, something that could be considered a Hall of Fame career. I guess you'll start to how each person's body is, right? And if his body's struggling... And his mind struggling, maybe even to some extent. Doing that for another six, eight, ten years is is yeah. hard to put on yourself. So well, it, it sounds like someone who's not motivated by the Hall of Fame. Similar to Luke Kickley, he's not motivated by the Hall of Fame. So in which case, when you've earned your money and you've yeah. earned 
You've earned right not to play football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's earned more than enough money to never need to play the game of football again um, and set his family up for life. I mean, maybe there's another opportunity for him somewhere. I don't know in terms of coaching or, or hmm. I don't know. He's at home in Tampa. He's made that very clear. He's going to stick around in Tampa. He's going to do a lot of things for the community. So I think it's, it is. it's an it amazing to the story. Side. Yeah. It is, but it's a, it's an amazing story how you get these D3 players. No one had ever heard of Hobart College, and then there's no disrespect to Hobart College at all, but no one had heard of them before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Ali Marpet was, was drafted in the second round by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For the most part, that's your extreme D3 person, then fair play. Um, and he put them on the map, and, you know, really nice guy, you know, former nominee for the... Um, Walk paint man of the year, and yeah, he just did a lot of good things. He's a big loss to the game, but at the same token, you know, when you get these retirements at 28, I think you're shocked. You think, oh, you know, it's a bit bit soon. But as we as we've seen with Luke Keekley, these players have, have obviously made the decision that your heart's got left to put yourself through that day in day out for the years they do. Your heart's got to be there. And I, and I think from I think it's it, where it is different is he's won a ring and he's played with the greatest player of all time. It's only downhill from there. Like it's, he's had this enormous high. <laughs> it's never going to get better for Ali Marpet than it than it had. The best the best days of his career are, are, are done. In the sense yeah. of, the only thing he can do now is match that. Yeah, and to match it, he would have to do it with a new system, new callback, go through that, take a bit of time. Yeah, I just think, I think that. Yeah, I mean, to me again, it's another sign that Tom Brady doesn't come back because. Again, I think. It, well, mind you, having said that, you could easily unretire. <laughs> if I think you see them queuing up now, can't you? Get in one yeah. back place come September, right? <laughs> yeah, they could all, they could all, they could all get the band back together. But yeah, it's a shame. Great career, great career, and you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, yeah. with the bucket. For me now, that probably becomes the biggest need on the board. Um, oh, line, yeah, because. There's not a lot of depth there. We saw that against the Rams. You know, you take one piece of that O line out, well, and it starts to it starts to fall apart. I think we've got no guards and potentially no centre at the minute either. So uh... yeah, exactly that. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see Jensen coming back, but yeah, there's not a lot of guards. Um, not a lot. Of depth. I think Kappa maybe. And Tristan Worse is good, but at the minute he's holding the line on his own. So. Exactly that. <laughs> I mean, you, you got tackle sorted, and and that's it. So, yeah, yeah. I think O line becomes a comes the Bucks' number one need. But we'll get to that when we do uh, we do a, a free agency and draft show. Yeah, 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 which will be coming. So, you want to have a look back at them? Twenty twenty one hits and misses. Yeah, thoughts. How do we run this bit? Come on. So you know. I said to you earlier when we were doing this, we were looking at, at potentially players who we thought were, um, you know, players who we thought would be good that weren't from a fantasy perspective. So yeah, looking at, I got a lot um, <laughs> looking at where we got where we got things right, where we got things wrong, and and the process behind what led us to think that and why yeah. it didn't happen, right? Yeah. And I thought we'd do this position by yeah. by position. So, you know, I, I had two hits and one of them I'm 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 arguably gonna get a bit of stick for because it's not the biggest shock. But I thought that you know, I, 
I did say that the Josh Allen would be the QB one um, this year over Mahomes, and I, I didn't understand like why you would take Mahomes two rounds earlier than you would take Josh Allen. It made mm-hmm. no sense to me. It just didn't. It didn't make any sense uh, to me. I always felt that Josh Allen would be the QB one, and if you could get him in the fifth round, he was a league winner, and, and that's what happened. And I so, think this year we'll see that consensus. I think he'll, he'll be drafted before. Patrick Mahomes and Superflexes, I think Allen's probably the one I want now. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be in... I don't think you're going to get this two-round disparity. You might get three, four picks. Uh, And maybe you still get Mahomes to go first because of the potential ceiling. Um, Whereas I think you're drafting Allen as sort of his ceiling. But yeah, you know, I always thought Josh Allen was going to be the QB1. And again, the reason why I always give him the edge over Mahomes is, is what he'll do on the ground. He'll run in touchdowns. And that's where I gave him the edge. I thought yardage throwing would be very similar. I just thought on the ground he would separate himself from from him, and that's exactly what happened. And, you know, the only players that can compete with him are on the ground are, are Jalen Hurts and, and Lamar Jackson and maybe Trey Lance next year. And so he's going to be up there in, in yards rushing, and he's going to be up there. But it was more controlled this year. They were more designed. It wasn't this... Yep sporadic approach so actually the production was even better because it was limited um and he still gets those goal line carries in so i think he's a a huge a huge weapon he's going to be a huge fantasy football target for the next five years minimum barring any significant injury so you know people will say oh well you know you've not really jumped a big leap there but you know he, he was drafted qb3 behind lamar jackson and the HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Yep. And and, um, and and Mahomes. So, you know, I, I said he'd be the, the outright consensus one, and he was. So a bit of a victory there for the process, I guess, of more than anything. And, and Tom Brady, you know, I famously went on the Fantasy Pros podcast and talked about him being a top five QB. Um, and I got some stick for that, and that's fine. But I just knew that he was going to throw. I, I mean, I was overly conservative on his numbers when I capped him at 4,800 yards. Um, I, I just knew he was going to have a big year. There was no doubt in my mind he was going to have a big year. I'm going to some Josh Allen this week in a dynasty league. I'm in. Oh, yeah. What, what did that cost you? A lot. <laughs> yeah. I got Josh Allen, Josh Palmer, who I'm a huge fan of, and Michael Pittman for next year. Okay. I gave up Stefan Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, Mike Gesicki, Michael Carr, and Trey Lance. I love that. You've given up you've given up a load of players who are young and could be good. Yeah. 
Uh, Carter and Lance, uh, Aristigs is going to perform. Other than that, Mackenzie and Gasicki are throw-ins, and I think Armour and Pittman out do them too. Oh yeah, I, I think that's a. You say a lot. I think you've you've absolutely rubbed the other player blind. I want to play in that league. He's uh, a Jets fan, and I give him Michael Carr. It was a done deal. Uh, I so. um, <laughs> I acquired Josh Palmer for two third round picks the other day. Nice, nice. Uh, Josh Palmer is someone I'm a big fan. Yeah, of. Yeah, he's someone I'm I'm definitely buying a bit of this summer if, if, or this spring. To be fair, both of those are Palmer and Pittman. That's who I've gone after quite aggressively yeah. in my league. So. And I think I think you can, I think you can get them for an attainable price. Um, definitely yeah. um, with the QB situation in uh, Indy and Josh Palmer, no one has quite worked out yet that uh, Mike Williams is going elsewhere. So um, I think this is a good week now to try and, and get Josh Palmer. Before the free agency starts, yeah. correct? Because yeah. I think you know once we know that Mike Williams is going to go, and I'm pretty confident he's going to go. I don't know yeah. for sure. These things can throw up a surprise. I'd, I'd take the bet that he's going to go. So you can buy Josh Palmer now while he's not a thing because yeah. in two weeks' time, he's probably going to be a thing. Yeah. Get in there yeah. early. That's all. All you, You're you on it. I'm on it. Dynasty guys are on it. Get on Josh Palmer. Um, your other hit wasn't as obvious as Josh Allen, although saying that is probably the best quarterback they ever played the league. And yeah. Tom Brady was a hit like for you. Like I said, famously came out there and said on, on Fantasy Pros that he would throw for 4,800 yards and he'd be a top five QB. And, and, and there's, you know, through 50, 5,300 yards. So, um, you know, that's a slightly conservative. Yeah. The touchdown numbers were about right. And it was just insane value uh, in, in drafts. And, you know, people people just smacked him for age. And I was just like, it's yeah. just stupid. He's not... you. Any, any QB in a Bruce Arians offense is worth owning and worth yeah. drafting. End of... James Winston was the fantasy football one. Tom Brady's put two years in a row where he's been top five QB. Blaine Gabbert, right? If Blaine Gabbert is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year for the whole year, guess what? He is worth owning. He will be a top eight, top nine quarterback as the Buccaneers quarterback. Oh, I'm not saying he's going to win a load of games. I'm just telling you now. You reckon he'll be way... a QB top 10? Yeah. Because Bruce Arians quarterbacks. Yeah, they're going to throw a lot of yards. They're going to get lots of opportunities. I understand all of that. Because interceptions don't matter in fantasy well, football. Great. Interceptions great. don't matter. Unless you're playing in a league where they penalize pick sixes and, and interceptions highly. Yep. In a standard PPR whatever league. You know, Blaine Gabbert could throw 25 interceptions quite easily. Yeah. And unless he gets benched, and that could happen, if he plays 17 games, he will be in the top 10, purely because that way that the Bruce Arians offense is 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 structured. It's, it's Bruce Arians is the quarterbacks, what, what Shanahan is to running backs. He will always produce. It doesn't matter who you put there. He can take players who aren't great and they will score points. So whoever is the Buccaneers quarterback next year, I'm taking them. I'm going to draft them. If it's Blaine Gabbert, I'm taking Blaine Gabbert. I don't care. I I picked up Blaine Gabbert off the waiver wire uh, in a league. They had the waiver wire open. I took him. I don't care. Because if he plays, 
in the super flex. Thanks Starting to QB. Yeah, he's in my, yeah, he, he's in my yeah. super flex all day long. No, no doubt in my mind. Fair. He's probably the best um, QB on my roster points wise. So yeah, I, I just think you know, it was always going to be the case with with Tom Brady. So yeah, I, and I noticed you you had him as well. My hit on Brady, yeah, and that was purely for where he was drafted at. Yeah, it was it was free basically yeah. ninth round. Yeah, I'll sit and I'll pick up talent elsewhere. Thank you very much. Oh, okay, Tom Brady's still on the board. I'll take him. No, thank you very much. Uh, that for the production he offered at that value all day long. It's got to be yeah. one of the best picks of the year. So uh, you'll miss someone we've mentioned quite a bit already on the show, uh, QB. Yeah, I, I, I thought Trey Lance would be a thick. Now, listen, I want to separate this thought out. I I don't think Trey Lance is, is going to be an amazing QB. Right? I've said this. I've been quite clear that for me, I'd rather have had Davis Mills than Trey Lance. I'd rather have had Mac Jones than Trey Lance. Right? From a talent perspective from a fantasy football quarterback perspective give me trey lance because trey lance is going to put up yep, he's going to yep. put up a ton of points um i just thought he was going to play and he didn't um it's as simple as that i i'm now ultimately a little concerned um because i do not understand and people 49ers fans will tell me well jimmy g was winning with the team blah 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 if you're telling me that Trey Lance couldn't do what Jimmy G was doing, and then some, yeah, I, then I, I don't know why you've drafted him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you've drafted him. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, you've drafted this dynamic player who apparently Shanahan was in love with and was designing plays for him on on the on the plane and and all of this malarkey, and you don't play him. It just it it doesn't make any sense to me. And it's it's not like they were they went off to a hot start. You know they were very poor mm-hmm. in the start of the season. They got it together at the end. The defense really was what got them over the line in the run game. You, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't get why he didn't play. And and I there is some concern for me now. Well, it's not because half of me is not surprised in the sense of I didn't think Trey Lance was that great a quarterback anyway. Okay. So the logical part of my brain is sitting there thinking, well. Am I that shocked? Whereas the other part of my brain is thinking, well, you drafted him with the third overall pick and you're not going to play him? That's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. get it. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Trey Lance. But he's someone that if you can acquire him, uh, I know you've sold him and you sold him for Josh Allen. So, you know, really, does that even make any difference? Oh, oh, oh yes. Yeah, I think, I'll I take think the gamble on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think he's someone that. I'd be spinning that narrative if I was trying to acquire him. In a I'd trade. be very surprised if any time the next five years, Trey Lance outscores Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, all day long. I, I, I do think that, that Trey Lance is a top 10 QB if he plays 17 games. The same yeah, way that Jalen... But yeah, but the same <laughs> way that I, mean, but I said this year that, that Jalen Hurts would be a top 10 QB. I'm not yep. claiming this is a hit because it's just the way that the game is a bit wonky, right? right? In the yeah. sense of yeah. that they're there to be taken advantage. Who yeah. did you have as your, your miss? Um, Matt Ryan, and it's one I'm annoyed at because as a late QB drafter in those, it it read perfectly. Decent wide receiver, one in Calvin Ridley. They acquired in the run game Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson. They had Carl Pitts coming in, this generational talent at tight ends. They still had someone like Hayden Hurst, who's a good receiving tight end. They've got a dreadful defense that are going to be behind in games. They're going to have to throw this ball. They're going to have to put up points. And it just didn't transpire for the Falcons and Matt Ryan at all this year. 
That's because he can't throw. <laughs> his arm's gone. Well, yeah, but he should have done better than he scored, right? Let's face it. No, because he can't throw. No. His arm's gone. Uh, I don't know what we're doing on this the show. Guy, the what guy, we're doing the, here? The guy's <laughs> A-dot was shot. Like, if you look at... Like, yeah, I get it. Like, I, I, I got the story and the narrative. I See, where you were with Matt Ryan is where I was with Matt Ryan the year before. Okay. Right? When you probably got enough production to make it viable. Mm, just. Probably, just. Uh, mate, scraping. Yeah. Scraping. But I yeah. looked at him at the end of the season. I watched the A-dot crash You watched Julio Jones leave. And I was just like, no, but it wasn't even Julio Jones because your logic is sound. It's just on the fact of I saw enough from those last games with Matt Ryan to think, yeah, that arm's gone. And when it goes, it goes. And it, he is only there, not because anyone wants him there, but because no one's paying him. Because they've got to pay him. And they, they can't cut him. And, no, they're paying him. And, He's got to And no one's going to take him off for, for his contract. Nope. You know, Listen, I think what this is his last year on his contract, or has he got two yeah, years I left? So. Uh, I believe it's he's re- he's retiring. Right, I'm going to put it out there now. He's going to retire in this season because he's like Ben Roethlisberger. He's just he's just taking the money now. Um, and that's no slight. I like Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan, had he won that Super Bowl, probably yeah. would have probably would have would be in the Hall of Fame. People yeah. forget he won the yeah, MVP that, that season. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, if you, you look at his credentials overseas, someone like Matt Stafford, the difference is the ring. But actually, you, you took that out. Matt Ryan's been to more Pro Bowls. He's been to more. He's won more MVPs. Stats are pretty similar. Yeah, they've been on pretty bad teams, both of them. I'm just saying. You know, you can paint the narrative, but uh, yeah, I, I got the logic. But his, his arm was gone. So, okay. um, running backs. Uh, Your hair gone. Austin, Austin Eckler was my hit, right? So I, I projected him around about six or seven. Yep. Um, I mean, people, seven thought, I people thought that was well, he came in at, at two. Okay. Oh yeah, Austin. Yeah. He was he was the RB two on the year. It'd have been uh, seven without injuries, though. Yeah, but again, people sat there and were skeptical because he was coming back from an injury. Yeah. But any part of that Chargers offense was always going to catch like a like catch fire. So. Pretty simple. I, I want running backs that are part of good offenses. It's really, really uh, quite a simple philosophy. Um, so give me the guy who's and, and especially one that's not got an obscure role. And he didn't have an obscure role. We knew that Austin Eckler was going to get the ball a ton. The only yeah. question we had on Austin Eckler was how healthy is he? That's it. That's the only the only question going into the season. Yeah, yeah. He, he was going. He was going after the turn in the second round. He was an unbelievable value. Uh, two, three, two, four, two, five is where he was going. I mean, I, I felt very comfortable taking him at the one ten, and that's where I was. If I was ten, eleven, twelve, I was taking Austin Eckler around there. I was very comfortable taking him there. Like I had no issue. And the teams that are Austin Eckler on it did well because he, he performed. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just felt he was someone. You know, the other the other hit I didn't put it on here was Zeke. I had Zeke bang on the money at six. Okay. That's where I had him. Um, That's funny you say that. I get onto Zeke's on one of my list, but not on a hit list. Yeah. So we'll come to that in a bit, I suppose. See, I had I'd Zeke at six. I thought he would be okay, not great. And even though it's a good offense uh, and everything, uh, I did feel that Pollard was going to m- muddy the water a little bit. But I still felt that you know he'd still be a top six QB. And if you took him as a top six QB, 
you probably weren't overly happy, but at the same point, you couldn't be overly disappointed because durability no. is a big factor at the position. So, yeah, Austin Eckler was, was my sort of big hit. It's hard to project project many big hits this year at running back because so many of them got hurt. Yep. Um, so unless you had, like, Jonathan Taylor really high up on your rankings, which I didn't, um, it's, it's hard to say that you had, like, loads of hits because very few of them actually delivered. Well, that's why. And I, I actually went with uh, Elijah Mitchell. And now I fell into this one, I guess, because a good friend of mine, Mason, is out in California, is a Niners fan, who who said, watch out for this kid. Um, so a lot of rookie drafts last year, fourth round, you could pick up Elijah Mitchell. In redraft, you could pick him up in the last round or two and not care. Best ball stuff, he was floating about. So I got given a heads up by by someone over there who, who said, watch out for him. I picked up a lot of him. Uh, and it came to fruition. Now, the way it came to fruition, I guess, was a bit of fate with the injuries and whatnot they had. But ultimately, it turned out in my favour. So I, I'm taking that one. It wasn't me to come up with it, but I benefited from it. Yeah, well, listen, if you if you drafted him at all, you know, you got to remember yeah. Elijah Mitchell was not drafted in 99% of the leagues. If you had the not if you had the guts to draft him, then all day long that's a hit. It doesn't matter where you get the source or the info from. If you drafted him. You were miles ahead on anyone because guess what? You saved sixty to one hundred dollars in your fab, which yep. what people were spending. So it's a massive win. Uh, you got you got to accept that. Even if you drafted them in the last round with your last pick, it doesn't matter. You, you saved I had that so much horrible bit of moving them out of taxi squads left, right, and centre, trying yeah. to find space in the roster somewhere. So doesn't matter. That was quite nice for me. No, yeah, absolutely. Nice. It's a lovely um, position to be in. Yes, um, Mrs. Running back yeah. for you, <laughs> like. I'm not going to say Derek Henry or... or um, I've stayed away from injuries. I thought that was... Yeah, I stayed away right? from injuries. Injuries yeah, and injuries. I right, exactly. yeah. But yeah. I, I went with Alvin Kamara. Now, Alvin Kamara I had as my RB2 uh, in our point PPR scoring. Uh, he was nowhere near that. Um, it just wasn't very good. He just he, he wasn't getting the ball. It wasn't dynamic. No relationship with the quarterback. It was a tumultuous situation at times, so and maybe not all of that is on him. But... Mm-hmm. It just didn't look like the Alvin Kamara of, of old. Flashed at times, but yeah. yeah I, I, and the thing is, I, I projected that Winston would be the QB of this offense, and I thought that that would be a better offensive team than it was. Um, and it just wasn't. It didn't work at any real point. I mean, I know they won enough games to kind of be in contention of a playoff spot, but yeah exactly they're, offensively they didn't look good for other than week yeah. one week one they looked fantastic and then they barely looked okay for the rest of the season and i just thought that they would be better on offense and they weren't and yeah i think for me now alvin kamara the thing is this news about what's going on in in las vegas although it's gone very quiet i think it's the worst thing for kamara owners because you can't even sell him now because of this news, people are, are worried about what's going to happen. Is he going to go to jail? Is he going to get it back? You're kind of stuck because I don't want any part of him next year unless I'm forced to. Yeah. Because I, I want to say that, by the way, I still think he's probably going to be a fringe RB1 at best because he's durable. He'll play enough games. Yeah. Yeah. But the days of Kamara being near the top of fantasy football leaderboards is done. For me, it's finished until they get a viable system. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just yeah, it's it's a it's a shame, but that's what happened. So my misses, I, I put two down. Um, it feels like I'm Falcon bashing here, but I went with Mike Davis on the basis that Matt Ryan can't throw the ball. I'll take the running back. Um, but that didn't work either. 
So, <laughs> uh, this year, I'm not drafting one single Falcon for love nor money. Um, and it's weird you mentioned Zeke as a, a bit of a hit. I, I put him down as one of my misses because he had an okay year. He finished RB6, I think it was, or 7. Yep. Um, but I'd expected more. For where he was coming off of draft boards in that sort of top five spots, I don't know. I just had a, a higher hope. And I think he only finished as RB6 because of injuries. Uh, I reckon you could probably knock him down four or five spots. No, 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 that, that's got to factor in. He was fit. He played. The others didn't. End of. I get it. Um, but I think you drafted him at his ceiling and you drafted him where he delivered. And I don't know. I, I didn't want to call it a hit. I think but I was you, disappointed. If you look at the top four or five picks last year, Christian PMC, McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara. Well, Barkley was a bit further down, but you had Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Darwin yeah. Cook, Avin Kamara, yeah. C. Elliott. They were your top five. He outscored the other four. Yeah. You, if you dropped him fifth overall and he, finished, and he finished RB6. You want a Yeah, yeah I get that. I, I, I don't think that's a mess. I think it is what it is. Like, I think if you project him to be the RB1, fine. Mm. But I think, and listen, you can sit here and say, well, he didn't look explosive. He lost touches to, to Pollard and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make that case all day long. Uh, knowing that he, I had him projected at six, I still took him at the RB5 because I thought he was safe. But I just think... It's weird because this time last year, I remember people going, he's had a dreadful year, he's going to regress and, and all that lot. Um, but actually, his numbers were still there. Okay, he was RB9 the following year, but he's still got the yardage. He's, he's touched a thousand yards. He's just a steady Eddie. It's nothing. Yeah. It's an, he's, he's not this spectacular gazelle anymore that's going to, again, similar to Kamara in the sense of he's not going to be. The difference between him and see right now, if someone said to me I could swap Alvin Kamara for Zeke Elliott, I'd probably do it. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. <laughs> Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Because he's more durable and he's on a better offense. I I, yeah, I think Gavin Kamara is the better player. I think Gavin Kamara is the better player. I'm taking a chub over them both right now, but you know. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I think 
I think, you know, you're looking at that, that kind of process and I'm thinking, well, he's on a good team with a good offense. Yes, he's got a bit of a he's got a bit of a thing to pile up, but his money is so paid up and tied up, he's not going anywhere. He's his role's oh. secure. They're gonna run him. Oh. He's gonna be a steady Eddie. Is he gonna be a top five back? No, but is he gonna be a top eight back? Yeah. So he's he's pretty secure, barring injury, which he won't get. And you know what? Actually, Pollard probably helps him in the sense of he's not going to play those unnecessary downs. Mm. So he probably keeps him on the field longer. So I don't think it's a bad thing. So, yeah, I I think it's harsh you call him a miss. I get what you're saying, but, you know, if you took him out... You took him at five on the board. I guess you you just want him to to be be who you want him to be, and he... Yeah, I guess he is who he is, not who you want him to be. Does that make sense? I know. It's a, yeah, no, no, I, I get what you mean. Hundred percent. I'm going to go on wide receivers here. I missed one off yeah. the list, which but I'm going to add him now. So I, I've got four misses, um, which was Terry McLaurin, um, Amari Cooper. Oh, yeah, misses. Yeah, Cooper. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I start with hits. Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, and Brandon Cooks. Um, so Mike Evans. I had a wide receiver eight, finished wide receiver six on the year. Uh, Tyler Lockett um, projected to be wide receiver 20. I think he was around about that sort of range. Um, Most people did not have him in wide receiver two range. I think he was being drafted around about wide receiver 30 off the board, which I never understood. Um, And then Brandon Cooks, again, was another one who I was... I got him probably slightly overpegged. I think he came in at wide receiver 20, 21. I had him at wide receiver 18. Do you know what? I'm taking that given where I was paying an eight-round price for him. Uh, Again, was getting a significant advantage on him. And and these ones are really simple for me. Mike Evans is going to get the touchdowns every single year. Um, And as much as you shouldn't rely on touchdowns. And 1,000 yards. Yeah, exactly. You bake in 1,000 yards and and, and 10 touchdowns. They're wide receiver one numbers every year. And And he's going to get those numbers barring durability every single year. So... I, I get the, the problem with Evans if you draft him high up, and this is why he's a third round pick and not say a second round or first round pick. Hit a miss week, so I'm going to go with exactly that. He's so yeah. inconsistent, he'll have a 200 yard week and then a, a 40 yard week, and yeah. he'll, he'll have weeks that will kill you. Yeah, that's that's at the end of the day, consistency is really important. We, we have Bob Long on here all the time, it's really important, but also scoring a lot of points is really important. And I, I, I really believe that. Having Evans in your lineup, he wins you more games than he loses you. That's yes, the bottom line. Give me the guys who score points. Um, Tyler Lockett again. I I think I put this in the book that I just he was basically DK Metcalf, but plus two rounds. Yeah, four four rounds. Yeah. It was four yeah. rounds. Cheaper. I'd agree. Yeah. Uh, yes, DK Metcalf outperformed him. It wasn't a yeah. lot. No. Give me give me give me give me him in the sixth round all day long, and I, I still think that pays the same. Brandon Cooks. Who who else on the Texans was going to get the ball last year? Many. I don't know, Nico Collins. Yeah, I mean, listen, he was <laughs> on the same basis, someone's got to catch the ball. Maybe this rookie can stand up. But Brandon Cooks has always put up a thousand yard he seasons, has. except for when he's had concussion. Yep, he's done it time and time and time again. Yep. And do you know what? People are going to fade Brandon Cooks again this year. And do you know what? He's going to be an eighth round pick this year. And do you know what? I'm going to draft Brandon Cooks again in the eighth round because until he doesn't deliver in the eighth yep. round, I'm just going to keep picking him up. I don't care. Yeah. And do you know what? Even if it doesn't work this year, I've had three years in a row of Brandon Cooks in the eighth round. It's been terrific. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. I, I, I'm all in on him again this year if he's going to be in the eighth round because he's going to be a wide receiver too. He's going to be a wide receiver too. Yeah, if he yeah. is fit, he will be a wide receiver too. So, yeah, I, I take the lap on, on him. Uh, what about you? 
only had one, um, and it was Nemo Samuel. It was a pretty good one. It was a player I loved of his first year. He had the injury, and he just seemed to disappear from thought in drafts coming back off that injury. And looking on paper, he was still the wide receiver one in that team. I didn't do enough for me to become wide receiver one on the Niners. Um, Debo was coming back into that role. Yes, again, I've got lucky by the way they utilised him and actually the way he delivered on it. But I still think reception-wise about that, he, he would have been a sound wide receiver one for the value where he was being drafted. I'll take that all day long. And I'm a big fan of the guy and, and the way he plays football. So I picked him up a lot of places. Can't go wrong with that. My miss is Terry McLaurin. It's a pretty easy one to explain. He had the, probably the worst quarterback situation of anyone. Um, but I had him as a wide receiver one. He finished as a wide receiver three. So I have to kind of own that regardless of the process. Mari Cooper. I didn't think Mari Cooper was going to be great, but I didn't think he'd be a wide receiver three only. I thought yep. he'd be better than that. Um, Cooper Cup. I mean, everyone missed on Cooper Cup, right? He was a fifth yep. round pick. Uh, I did think Woods. I'd, I'm fascinated to see what happens if Woods played the whole year with Matt Stafford. I still think that could work out really well. Um, but obviously, Cup had this unbelievable year. And then Robbie Anderson, I believe Robbie Anderson was going to be a top 20 player and he wasn't. Okay. Fair. Um, I really uh, believed him and Arnold mixed in with the Brady Brady offense, I really thought would be a thing. And it wasn't. Uh, I, yeah. I, I thought the same when I was saying wave wire around to pick up Terrence Marshall Jr. Similar thing. I thought that that would catch fire and they just didn't utilize. Maybe that's why Joe Brady lost his job. I don't know why. Maybe it was Sam Donald couldn't pick up the concepts. I don't really know what happened, but that offense was, was a mess. It was an absolute disaster yep. last year. And yeah. Um, but it's a shame there was, because there was plenty of promise in there. There was plenty of promise in that team offensively mm. to get things done. I missed on same as most guys, Kenny Goddard, Similar theory to Brandon Cooks that someone had to catch it. And I, I still think there's a good player in Kenny Goddard. I just don't think his heart or his mind or his head's quite with it right now. So I think he has the ability. He's just got to want to do it. Um, and the other one was Tyler Johnson, little Bucks receiver that in his first year showed some flashes of stepping up when needed to. And I thought he'd come in and take a bigger role in the offense this year. Even with the players we had, I thought he'd go under the radar a little bit and and be utilised. And when he was called on this year, he really under-delivered. Um, I'm not sure if he'll actually have a future at Tampa. Do you? No. no. Um, I think it's a big year. I think it's a big year for him. Um, yeah. I think we're going to see what happens to him. But it's a big year. He's got I think the flashes he showed in year one, if he'd have shown last year, we may be talking about Godwin leaving the Bucks this year. But because he didn't deliver to... last year, because he didn't deliver last year, I think the Bucks have got to keep Godwin. So yeah, but I don't think he stays. I don't think the Bucks can yeah. afford him. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Maybe if there's a hometown discount. But tight ends, tight ends. There's only one really. Yeah, Gronk. I had Gronk. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you know. I think I think you had Gronk as well. I had Gronk um, and I had got her. And again, I fell into it because they traded Zach Ertz out, um, which really helped Goddard. But yeah, but I I, I was got a fan of too. I got a finish tight end ten. So yeah, I think I had him at six and thought he'd have a good year and he didn't. So uh um, I'm not a high I'm not a high tight end drafter ordinarily. So Goddard was kind of the best of the rest once you missed that that middle order drafters, then you come into them, Goddard finish tight end ten. I'll take that all day long as a late draft. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of uh yeah, I like Goddard. Um but it was but Gronk was easy. I think I had him at yep. six. He finished at five. Yep. And he missed games. You know, I think he really was really three. 
on the year. Yeah, if you look at a points possibly. per game average, uh, misses. I mean, to any account, Ebron. I thought Ebron would have a good year. <laughs> didn't um, just because I thought Ben can throw the ball. I thought he has to throw it to a big end tight end. But yeah. um, Todian, I mean, got injured. So really, can I take that one? I don't know. Hunter Henry. No, I actually no. didn't think Hunter Henry okay. would be that good. Um, touchdowns kind of got him in. If he didn't have the touchdowns, the yardage wasn't that great. So yeah. um, I, I kind of the process wasn't entirely wrong. I just didn't think he would have the big red threat, uh, red zone threat that he did uh, possess yeah. in the end. So I, I can understand why I missed on that. Um, I think I was kind of like half a point, but the other touchdowns were a lot more. I, I projected him, I think, to have three. I think he scored 10 or something silly like yeah. that. I think he scored a silly amount of touchdowns. So um, I get it. Like, I know where I'm wrong. That was the difference between him finishing where I roughly projected him to be and, and where he was. So, yeah. Fine. And it won't surprise you, my miss was another Falcon, Hayden Hurst. Um, yeah. There was me thinking they're going to be behind in games, throwing the ball a lot. Kyle Pitts has come in, he'd be in the slot or two tight ends. And Hayden Hurst, I feel, is a, a decent pass-catching tight end and just no passes for him to catch. So, yeah, big miss on Hayden Hurst. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't um, matter, because if you draft them that late, you can go away for somebody else that comes in each week. And you can well, that's it. Tight, tight doesn't matter. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't really matter. Um, yeah, don't worry. Um, yeah, don't worry about tight ends. Don't draft them and then you can't miss. Just pick Correct. up whoever's good and it works out. Um, but yeah, before awesome. we end, let's talk yeah. about a little side project that you have going on. Um, yes. that you've been working on really hard over the last few weeks and mm. it's now out there in the public domain. So let's, uh, let's talk about it and talk about what, uh, what it's going to be, where it is, how people can get involved. So, yeah, we have started the UK FFC, so the UK Financial, no, Financial, what about Fantasy Football Collective. Uh, we have organised a day. It's going to be on the Saturday, the 16th of July at the Sports Bar and Grill in Marlebone. Um It's going to be kind of one of its kind. We, we looked at the, the US Thunder Fantasy Football Expo and we said we can never match that and what they have, but we wanted a way to get people together. So we've got panels of speakers and, and yourself is... I believe due to be one and they'll be announced in due course the rest of them but we've got three different panels covering everything from dfs and redraft to, to dynasty questions to running charity competitions and drafts and, and how that looks uh we're going to have competitions there's a, an exclusive live draft for attendees to get involved with a year-long competition that's going to be running and we're going to be drafting whilst we're we're there at the day uh, we're hoping to have some stalls from from organisations within the industry to set up and sell and promote themselves. Uh, and we've got a, a charity raffle, so anything made above and beyond cost is is all going to mind the mental health charity. There's nothing coming out of this at all. Um, tickets are on sale now. Uh, the best place to go would be on Twitter, and it's at underscore UKFFC, uh, where you can pick up tickets to the day. And we are, well, we surpassed halfway quite comfortably uh, and we're what four days into sales so uh, it looks like it's on its way to to being a set out uh, and it's really exciting to know so yeah it's awesome news it's a great opportunity for people and anyone listening to this in the uk or germany or france or poland or denmark we're big in denmark come on over uh please Sweden. do yeah yeah just come on over like uh come join the fun uh, you can either get some information on Dan Tandle or you can get information at underscore UKFFC. Um, like, and it isn't like for Dan's... people as well. Don't feel like you've got to know what you're talking about to be there. It's, it's going to be tailored to 
beginners and I say experts alike, I guess. So there'll be something to learn from everybody. I, I put a little pitch out there, right? And that you mentioned stalls. If it happens, five yard will have a stall. If it doesn't, I'm still prepared. I'll put this offer out here now to have a table. And if you have wives, girlfriends, partners, friends who don't know anything about fantasy football and you just want someone to explain to them just the real basics, the the silly basics of just how to get started, come find me at the expo wherever I am. Bring that person along. I will bring something for them to take away that will help them. No cost. Just you realize you've just said, I'm going to sit up at a table, bring me all your wives and girlfriends and go and listen to other people. Listen, yeah. Listen, I've got to, I've got to do something, right? It's yeah. outside of the box. I'm ginger for crying out loud. Bring me no, my friend. But listen, I go back to this event I did with, with yep. Jason Bell a few weeks ago. Yep. Where the amount of people that went to that and they bought friends who'd never played fantasy football or yep. were just getting into the NFL, didn't even have a team. The amount of people that yep. were there. This event is really geared just as much for the diehards as it is for you guys who. That's the aim of it. Yeah. Yeah. Who just want to. And, and you know what? Pick my brain. I help people pick up fantasy football in like 10 minutes and they can yeah. draft there. They can draft. They can do their first draft with well, their friends. We're going to have nine panel of speakers. Um, countless others of other people that are, are well known in the industry will be there. And there's time to wander around, have a drink, talk to these people, pick their brain, ask a question. And. I know not everybody coming. I think and Murph probably knows everybody coming, and I don't think there's a bad egg among them. I don't think there's one person there that wouldn't spend five minutes of their time to answer a question for anybody. Yeah. But I think regardless, just to come along, bring friends who, if, if you want to start a fantasy football league and you've got friends and they're umming this is the greatest opportunity that you can get to really get them hooked because yeah. I guarantee you after spending a day with, with the people that are coming, they'll be hooked so you know this is the sales pitch to people who uh who want to run their own leagues and have not had that opportunity um to just bring some friends along at the same way that actually for those diehards who i've played in leagues with for the last uh, what feels like half a dozen years i don't know how accurate that is but um (laughs) just here in the uk yeah, it'd be great, and uh, I think it's an amazing thing that you and the guys have done. Thank you. Uh, I salute you for for doing it, and you know you have the support of me and, and everyone here at Five Yards. I know we do to make that success. Do. So uh, do come along to that. Um, really hope to see as many of you there as possible. I'm even going to do something potentially in terms of UF uh, FFCC spots as well for people who cool. are signed up and attended to go. Um, and they've got proof of purchase, but that will be announced in due course. Um, trying to think if there's anything over. Th- We're going to start a strategy series soon. Um, it's going to be something over the, the course of about 10 to 12 weeks, I think. And it's going to be looking at everything from different styles of fantasy football. We did something very similar last year. Um, we're going to have some amazing guests. I'm just in the process of booking them, and then I'm going to start putting together this strategy series. It's going to be unbelievable. So, the off season, this is the point where people kind of cancel listening, not just to us, but to loads of, of podcasts. Yeah. And I strongly urge you not to, not just for purpose of we do this right and we want people to listen, but <laughs> actually this is the time that we can get these unbelievable minds to really help you 
win a championship in 2022. And if you've not won your league for a few years, or you have, but you've not won as many leagues as you would like, or you want to take home a really big league, yep. um, these next 10 to 12 weeks from when we start it, and I don't think it'll be next week, I think it'll be the week after, but we'll see. Um, we're going to have some of the absolute best names in fantasy football on, and it's going to be unbelievable. It's gonna, it, 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 This is going to school time yep. now. For the next the next 10 to 12 weeks, this is this period where we're going to really hone our skills from a dicey perspective, from a, a rookie player perspective, from uh, best ball, from our auction, redraft, strategy. Um, and I'm going to really push the boat out now to get some absolutely unbelievable guests who owe me some favours as well. So um, stay tuned. I'm just saying don't give up on <laughs> on the channel now because this is, this is where the the sort of real it gives you that couple legs up right that head start yeah this, this is where that's the where your money's going to be made in the it, yep. between now and may june so yep. stay tuned for that um anything else daniel we're missing i am very good sir thank you very much yeah i'm done good well look thanks for joining in uh as always uh get involved in the conversation if you want to know more about the uk ffcc reach out to ffc reach out to dan or yep. find the handle and uh, talk to people from there. Uh, if you want anything from me, I can't imagine why you'd want anything from me, but you can. I'm on uh, Twitter, Murph underscore NFL. I'm posting some cool stuff on Fantasy Pros right now. Uh, you can check out my link. There has a link to all my articles. It's a good rookie stuff. Um, I haven't been killed for some of my wide receiver takes yet, so I guess people haven't read it. Um or people agree, which would be weird because uh, <laughs> I'm quite out there. If we all agreed, we wouldn't have a game to play, would we, though? Let's be honest. We wouldn't I'm be talking quite, ADPs there. there. If we all agreed, it'd be identical. So that's what it's all about. Disagree on some of my values. I, I haven't read it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to read it this evening. So well, basically, I, this. <laughs> I have done because there's some players that are saying overvalued that people have gone, what? No. Okay. Uh, but not enough people. So, but there's logic it. and you'll read it. Um, but yes, until next week, where I'm sure we will have a guest. Uh, of significance Uh, don't forget as always keep rushing Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.